All right, thank Breaking you. Breaking news now. Here's Sean Hannity. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Well, I'm not sure you call it a happy Friday. Uh, literally in just the last 65 seconds, the ruling came down in the New York civil case. Remember, the judgment was made ahead of time in this case in terms of, of Donald Trump. This was about what the, quote, punishment was going to be. He was found liable. Uh, and it's everything that we expected, everything that we knew would happen. And it's everything that I've been saying. And that is, I've never thought for a second that Donald J. Trump could get a fair trial in New York State, period. This is a civil case, but it'll be the same thing in the Bragg criminal case, which is now scheduled to move forward sometime in March. Uh, Trump, you know, this is what's amazing here. They basically, ostensibly, I, I guess Letitia James, who's the attorney general of New York, can, can, can check this off her list of, of campaign promises because she made a campaign promise that she'd go after one man, one family, one organization, and with a vengeance, she has done that. And here, here's what the ruling says. Libel, $354.9 million in a 92-page ruling by this judge in Goron. Uh, it would ban Trump and, and others uh, from serving as an office uh, officer or director of any New York corporation or other legal entity in New York for three years. They had been requesting a five-year ban. Oh, I don't think I'd actually call that a win. Uh, the judge did, you know, ban his organization from applying for loans from any New York chartered financial institution for three years. It banned Donald Trump, others from serving as an officer, director of any New York corporation, legal entity, as I said, for three years. The judge bans Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation or other legal entity in New York for two years. And it's it's as predictable as the day was long. Now, at the heart of this case, let me bring you back to what this case was all about. It was about whether or not Donald Trump gave false information on applications for loans and insurance policies. That's what this really comes down to. Now, let's start with the most fundamental point. There wasn't one single bank, not one insurance company that ever had a claim of any kind against Donald J. Trump or the Trump organization, or the Trump kids. Not one. If you want to talk about a grave injustice, so nobody here is complaining. Every single person got paid back, they got paid back on time. As it relates to the issue of valuations, this is probably the most interesting to me because the person that, was, that, that had the most egregious uh, evaluation or I'm sorry, valuation of any property was Judge Ngoron himself, which I'll get to in a minute. But in other words, the idea that on these loan applications, insurance applications, that the Trump organization put forward financial information. Now, what they are not telling you and what should have mitigated any liability for anybody was a disclaimer. It was, it was part of the boilerplate contracts. It was in every single Trump organization contract that regardless of what they put in as a valuation, as, as reference, for example, for collateral, 
that it is irrelevant what they are putting in paper, that it was up to these banks and and insurance companies to do their own valuations, which, by the way, they have a complete fiduciary responsibility to do so. Could you imagine you make a loan application or if you're applying for an insurance policy, just imagine for a second, one second, that in your application, you put in there a valuation of your home that maybe it's four times the real value of what it is. Okay. It's not, frankly, what you put in there is irrelevant in every way imaginable because it's the company that has to make the valuation. I mean, you, you have independent people that are, that these companies, they have a responsibility to do their own due diligence. They owe it to their shareholders. They owe it to their company. You're not just going to give people millions and millions and millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars and not do your own valuations. If there's issues involving collateral, are you kidding me? That just does not happen. Period. End of sentence. It never, it never should happen. Never would happen. That's the great irony in, in all of this. Now, if we're going to talk about valuations, we've got to look at the judge in this case, by the way, liberal leftist, you know, democratic, you know, judge in New York, like most of them. And this is a guy that said the valuation of Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago's in Palm Beach. Now, I happen to know a lot about property. I've invested in property my, my adult life. I know a lot about it. And I know a lot about Florida real estate for obvious reasons that I moved here. And I can tell you, and I've shown this on TV and we'll show it again tonight, that you can buy if you want in Palm Beach, Florida. Beautiful Palm Beach. Beautiful. You've got on one side, it's an island. You got on one side, you got the ocean. On the other side, you got the intercoastal. It's a pretty stunning place. Let's say you saw just an oceanfront property. Didn't have anything to do with the intercoastal. An oceanfront property. Well, you can buy one. We we put it up on on the on the TV show and we showed you the property. It's an empty lot. It's two acres, and the two acres is selling for with dirt for a whopping two hundred million dollar asking price. I know of one lot. It's a horrible lot that is a, a considered an oceanfront lot. It's on a very very busy street corner. It has a street between where you would build your home and the ocean, and it's on a corner. It's the worst lot I think I'd ever seen. If you wanted an oceanfront property, why would you want it on the, one of the busiest streets imaginable? Why would you want a property that's supposedly on the ocean, but you have a, a big, busy street in front of you? The lot, the dirt alone is being sold for $150 million. Why do I bring this up? Because the judge in this case, this biased and abusively, uh, you know, leftist judge that just hates all things Trump, that judge actually va valued Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. And throughout the entire trial, he stuck with this stupid valuation of his. It's insane. I would find the money to buy Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. And then I'd put it up on the market for close to a billion dollars because that's what it's really worth because... You got 22 acres of Mar-a-Lago property. You've got two clubs. You've got a beach club on the ocean side of the property with buildings associated with it. 
You've got the Intercoastal on the other side of the property where you have a club. It is a historic building. It is in mint condition. It has 58 bedrooms. It's got like 40 bathrooms in the main building. And then they've got cottages and and other buildings surrounding built all over the property. It is it's closer to a billion dollars than it is 18 million dollars. So the very thing they were accusing Donald Trump of here is the very thing the judge in this case is guilty of. Now, this is going to be brought up on appeal if if they have, you know, hopefully they can find a, a judge that is fair. Hopefully, I don't know if they can, but I, I would hope that maybe they can. But if they can find a judge that is fair. And I'll give you the summary of all of this. It has ordered the defendants, Donald Trump, <clears throat> the Donald J. J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, uh, et cetera, et cetera, Trump Holdings, DJT Holdings, managing member, Trump Endeavor, and it lists all the things, ordered that defendant, defendants, Donald J. Donald Trump, the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, the Trump Old Post Office LLC, are jointly and... Uh, what does it say? I guess liable to the plaintiff in the amount of $126,828,600 with prejudgment interest from May of 2022. It has ordered the defendants, the Donald J. Trump, a Trump revocable trust, the Trump organization, et cetera, et cetera, uh, liable to the plaintiff for the amount of 600 with prejudgment interest of... Well, I don't know. It doesn't have a, a figure here. It's ordered that defendant Eric Trump is liable for four in the amount of four million thirteen thousand twenty four dollars prejudgment interest from May 11th uh, of twenty twenty two. Same thing is for Don, uh, Don Jr. It's ordered the defendant Alan Weiselberg uh, is uh, liable to the plaintiff for the amount of one million dollars ordered that the defendants, and then it just goes on and on, but you get the point. But remember, this was a promise of the AG of New York when she was running for office. Her name is Letitia James. Listen. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain that man in the White House who can't go a day uh, uh, without threatening our fundamental rights. Yes, we need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. We need to find out whether or not he's engaged in conspiracy. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. Wow. That was her promise. I guess as of today, she can she can say that justice was served and my promise was my campaign promise was fulfilled. Does that sound like justice to you? They basically have canceled an entire family, an entire organization in the state of New York. I mean, with a massive penalty. Now, is this going to be appealed? Of course, it's going to be appealed. What have I been saying? I don't think you can get a fair trial anywhere in New York. I just don't believe that's possible. I don't believe it's possible 
that in the Alvin Bragg case, he'll get a fair trial. D.C., I think 5% of the population there voted for Donald Trump. He certainly is not going to get a fair trial in D.C. And obviously with Fonnie Willis, I don't think he's getting a fair trial in Fulton County, Georgia. Not that I think that case is going to go forward in the end anyway. This, this, this is what we talk about when we talk about a dual justice system. This is, this is the targeting of people because they don't like their political views. They don't like the people. All of this combined is an effort to, to stop Donald Trump from ever being president again. Again, this is a civil trial. Well, what did they do? Who got harmed? What is the real damages here? How come the people that he did business with that they were citing in this case have never complained at just the opposite? They got paid on time. They got paid the interest they wanted. They admit they do, did their own due diligence. The disclaimer speaks for itself. This is with a weaponization of our justice system. This is not equal justice under the law, equal application of our laws in America. This is America before your very eyes becoming a banana republic. And maybe some of you on the left, maybe you think this is a good thing. You're celebrating. Be careful for what you wish for. Because if it can happen to one man, one family, and one organization, it can happen to you. And it probably will. Because once you go down this road of adopting banana republic and, and lawlessness and criminalization of political differences, this, this, this will impact everybody. It will boomerang back on them too. And that's not right either. 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, we'll continue our coverage of all of this. Uh, I got a lot to say today uh, about the mob and the media. We'll get to that in a minute. Look, we all know by now what happened on October the 7th. We know the atrocities. We know Israel is now in a war for its very existence. We know the toll on the people of Israel. It has been staggering. It has been massive. We know that hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes. We know that entire communities have been torn apart. We know lives have been devastated by death and destruction. Now, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, they are right there in the middle of this every single day, every night. They are distributing the crucial essentials that so many hundreds of thousands of people need, food, medicine, emergency supplies. And this is for hundreds of thousands of suffering Israelis. The need is great. Uh, you can support this great organization. Go to their website. It's support IFCJ. That's one word, supportifcj.org. Every donation urgently needed because these people need help. It's that bad. Uh, anyway, your match, by the way, if you donate today, will be doubled. That'll double the impact and provide twice the support. The website again, one word, supportifcj.org.